Today in Flex in the City, we talk with Robert Van Kirkhoff, MD BNP Security Services, Luxembourg, Regional Head Responsible for Luxembourg, Ireland, and the Channel Islands. Join us as we discuss the vulnerability and the importance of balance and humor in financial services. All that happening right now in Flex and the City. Hello, everybody. This is Rachel Treese for Flex and the City. And today I have the very, very great pleasure of interviewing Robert Van Kirkhoff. Robert is the MD of BMP Security Services here in Luxembourg. And he's also the regional head responsible for Luxembourg, the Channel Islands and Ireland. And Robert is the first Dutchman to appear on Flex in the City. It's a pleasure to have you here, Robert. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. So You're very indeed- welcome. I'd love to find out a little more about you. Well, so I'll, uh, I will start. Hopefully, I will have to interest some people listening to this broadcast. So I'm, uh, I'm Dutch indeed. I'm married, got two kids. We, I'm living, let's say, in two different places at the moment. So I'm, I'm working in Luxembourg and I'm commuting uh, every weekend to, uh, to Madrid. In these times, <laughs> that must be challenging, Robert. I don't recommend it to anybody, but it's, that's, the, let's say, the, the current situation and uh, it is. I think it's also a bit, you know, the red line in my career, in my life. So I've been in different countries. So I started my career in the Netherlands mm-hmm. at the European Option Exchange. It's already a long time ago. I talk here about 1995. Okay. I took the decision to go to Madrid. Okay. And I think you're, if you look, you know, uh, across the, 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 the career, I think this was one of these moments where you, you kind of, you know, get to know your, yourself. So when I, uh, when I left the Netherlands, that time I was working as a risk manager at trading in a trading company and mm-hmm. thought that uh, Spain was a kind of also waiting for me with open arms because, you know, I, I, did, an, I did a nice study. I had, an, uh, I had a good background, quite some expertise and options and, and derivatives. But then when I arrived there, it was a, quite a, a big disappointment and also a uh, kind of frustration because you're, you suddenly you find yourself in a country without speaking the language. Okay. Uh, trying to sell yourself in interviews that you have an added value and you're, you're almost not able to do that. And then you start to understand, you know, how vulnerable you can be and when certain things fall, fall away. I think that was a moment for me, which was tough. And I kind of, you know, got to know myself a little bit better. And that's what's what most of the time what is happening when you go abroad, you really, your weaknesses become more, I think, clearer. And, and, and that, is, that is something that I learned. Uh, so also the kind of, you know, how, how immigrants can feel is something that I felt myself when going to Spain. I think the other moment, I'd say when, uh, because when I was in Spain, I stayed there for a couple of, a couple of years, then went back to the Netherlands and then went back again to Spain for quite a long time, uh, where I became the COO of, uh, of Fortis Bank. And as everybody knows, Fortis Bank was taken over by BNP Paribas. So that is also the reason why I finally ended up at BNP Paribas. At that time, when the, with the takeover, I was the COO of uh, Fortis and part of the country management team. So that was, an, uh, let's say, it was a pretty nice position. But, you know, the takeover... The acquisition of BNP Paribas was not really about Spain because that was much more collateral. It was more about Belgium and, and, and Luxembourg. So you can imagine that when in, in Spain, the management of BNP Paribas was looking at the management of, of Fortis Bank and they find there a Dutch guy working in Spain, they kind of had an, uh, a question. So what is he doing there? So I think that was another moment 
what for me was was difficult. In the end, BNP Paribas, they took the risk and they gave me the chance to start within their their organization. I have to say that it was, uh, let's say, it was an, a kind of starting bit all over again, because at that time, what I said before, you know, as a COO, I was responsible for around 120 people. And I, I went back to three persons that, <laughs> that were under my responsibility. But, you know, from the, I think, you know, when you, you kind of believe in yourself, and I think also a little bit, you know, my, my fighting mentality that helped to kind of overcome that. And yeah, afterwards, via a period in, in, in Paris, where I stayed for three years, then went back to the Netherlands. And now here in, uh, in Luxembourg, I think I also uh, have shown, I think also to the people in, uh, within, uh, within BNP Paribas, uh, that, you know, that it's, it's possible to, you know, also when you are taking over to, to make a career. And this is where I am at the moment. So uh, I'm happy with the role uh, and also kind of proud of, you know, of, let's say, the whole steps that I've taken you know, in, uh, in my career. Yeah. So thank you for sharing your vulnerability about your, your, your journey. What do you think that that vulnerability and that self-awareness has brought you as a leader, Robert? I think it's very, uh, very important because in the end, I think some, some of the people see vulnerability as a weakness. I actually see it as a strength. I think that especially I think now in this time of, of COVID, I think we also, I think everybody has experiences that are difficult. I'm not even talking about, you know, that people that have family members that passed away, but also, you know, and all kinds of other things, you know, you're not able to see your friends anymore. You don't see your colleagues anymore. For people, it is difficult. And I think as long as you talk about it and also talk openly about that to your colleagues or to whomever you trust, I think it's something that is good for everybody. It's good for the organization. And it's, it's a strength. Emotions, you know, is, is mm-hmm. something that part of the human being so let's talk about it when something is you know is not going wrong and when people are suffering absolutely it's, it's all about emotion in the end isn't it correct absolutely correct. so 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 what motivates you? you've got a very demanding role you know is there some core values behind of that some purpose behind all of that what really drives you robert to do the role that you do yeah it's a good question Rachel. so so for me i think if i start with the first answer this question is people motivate me. I, I mean, I, I've clearly, you know, during all these, let's say, these years and being in different locations, different cultures as well, it's very interesting because in the end, yes, you know, there are different habits, different cultures, but in the end, you know, and every person is different. So that's, uh, and that's, that, that I, f- I found very, very interesting. So to, together defining a vision, uh, mm-hmm. together for defining a strategy. This is when I, when I arrived here in 2019 in Luxembourg, you know, one of the first things I did you know, after a couple of months is to really to gather most of, uh, of the people, managers, experts, young talent, and try uh, together you know, to define that, that strategy uh, going forward and try to transform that, uh, that organization. This is what, what really drives me. Then I also, what I like is that, and I think it's also a little bit, perhaps, you know, the the, 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 the question and, 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 and also the, the advice sometimes that I have is that, you know, in my position, you are able to influence. I'm not saying that, you know, you can decide on, on all the matters because we are part of a big organization that is with also, of course, a strong uh, governance internationally. I'm part of that governance. But sometimes what people forget is that, you know, you are able to, to influence and sometimes you can do much more than, than people think. What, what for me is the difficulty, but also the, the challenging part 
part. And the interesting part is there are a lot of factors and a lot of components during the during the day coming to you from mm-hmm. operational topics to organizational changes to uh, to whatever topic that comes to your table. You can decide in the end what is the the topic you think are relevant for your organization. Sometimes it's a trade off. You cannot do anything at the same time. But I think it's, it's you know, that, and sometimes these are counterpowers. Eh? So you talk about, for example, a lot about cost these days, eh? that, that financial services, you need to look at, you know, the cost side. But at the same time, we want to grow. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to also to bring the people with you? Because, you know, if you start to, to look at costs, you know, the people then start to have a feeling that perhaps, you know, they, you bring the organization in a difficult situation when, when there are capacity constraints. And I think is, this is what, is what is interesting and this is what I like about, you know, what motivates me. Very good. So I'm sure that, you know, in your, in your life, there might be a world leader or, or, or somebody who might have inspired you. So who's the most inspiring leader you know and, and why? And has there been a financial services leader also who might have inspired you? Yeah, so let's start with the, uh, let's say, the inspiring leader. There are a lot. Uh, there are a lot of ins- and, uh, inspirational leaders. But I would choose Winston Churchill. Mm. Why? <laughs> I will try to tell you what. The, the, <laughs> I think he was, you know, he was ballsy, courageous, fair, competitive, and also funny. Then, you know, he had that moments of politically incorrect, bold in his statements. But he was also sticking, you know, to his vision and concentrating on, on the bigger picture. And I, I know these elements that I just explained to you is what I like, right? It's uh, we also in the financial industry, sometimes we I, I still see a lot of, you know, governances, uh, a, a lot of political uh, correctness where, you know, sometimes we can a little bit more bold, right? And I think also the funny element is extremely important and again i come back you know to the to the situation we're currently in you know uh covid i mean everybody is is a kind of suffering in this in this uh, in this moment and so these components of you know of being funny but and uh, but also making sure that you're fair courageous it's it's, it's courageous sorry it's you know these are are things for me these are elements that are very important and as a leader uh of course, you know, you're not on the level of Winston Churchill, but this is something that that that, that inspires me. Right. Um, you, know you, you know, you can sleep in bed, so you can work from bed. Winston Churchill famously used to work from his um, bed every morning so and have a brandy as well. So. A brandy next to it. Yes, I, I know. I know. It's, uh, and then you asked me the question around the financial services, you know, which which perhaps the person I'm going to mention to you is, is, is less known. Uh, he's somebody at, at BNP Paribas. His name is Jose Placido. He's currently running our CIB activity in the Americas. And apart from, from that, he is a very strong communicator and the knowledge of financial services, that is all there, you know. But I think, again, you know, the, the, it's much more what attracts me is the, is the humanity that he has and he shows emotions. So that makes him an authentic leader and, and, and also you know, charismatic. That and again, coming back to what I said before, you know, people see sometimes uh, vulnerability as an, as a weakness. Now, clearly, when I saw him on stage a couple of times, and I, of course, I know him personally very well, uh, is 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 I see it as an uh, as an enormous strength, and which also is attracting people, and people are following that, and that is what I uh, what I like about uh, this person in particular uh, as a leader. Fantastic. And so that leads me on to ask, what skills do you think, Robert, are going to be needed by our industry in the next five years? Uh, for the next five years, that's, uh, that's yeah, a, it's a long time. 
that's, that's a long time. I think, you know, if you look at our industry, it's, it's becoming more technical, right? I mean, we, we're, we talk now a lot about new technology. Uh, it's, it's, it's everywhere. So I would say that the technical side is, is growing and tech savviness uh, is something that, that, is, that is important. And also for, for young, young talent, it's, uh, it's clearly a plus. Uh, looking at you know the data, which is uh, we talk a lot about you know about data and about you know this is the center of our strategy. Data for our clients is extremely important. Yeah, the way we are reporting to our clients. Mm-hmm. So what what I see and what I think is uh, is important is that the person who has uh, who can connect the world of business with the world of technology, this is for me where the future is. So if I could now make a bet on 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 you know future profiles. I would say this is clearly where where we will see in the in the future you know the added value of a person because most of the time it's it's pretty it's 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 an it's, it's scarce to see somebody or sorry it's rare you know that you see somebody who has uh, both sides of, of of that equation. But uh, if you have it, I think it's an it's it's a care plus. And then I think also, if you look at the younger younger generation, what they are looking for is uh, it's much more uh, around purpose. They look at and we we talk, and I will uh, hopefully I don't know the questions you're going to raise to me, but I really would like to talk more about you know our responsibility as a bank in the area of sustainability of our ESG, oh. our our corporate responsibility. Right, I think this is very important, and I think also the younger generation is looking at that work life. Yeah. So let me ask a question about your own children. You have teenagers, I understand, Robert. Do they know what you do and and what is their view of of our industry? Yes, I got two uh, teenagers, uh, correct. My my daughter, she's 16. uh, My son is 18. You know, it's kind of funny because last week, actually, we were talking with with my kids uh, with my daughter in this, this situation, and and she and I asked her, you know, so so do you know what 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 I'm doing? Uh, she said, yes, you work you're working in a bank, right? And uh, said, yeah, but what exactly am I doing in the bank? Well, she she looked at me and she gave me the face of you know I really don't care. So so my son he is uh, he's extremely interested in uh, in animals. So he's now 18, and and most probably he's going uh, going to the Netherlands. I, I think he's going to study animal science. So there is a kind of parallel, right? That you know, sometimes the zoo in the uh, in the financial market and uh, and his and her world of animals. So that is a. But I I would say they are not really interested in the in the financial industry, and I think it's it's fine. You know, I'm uh, I'm not really uh, uh, kind of you know pushing that. They they have their own interests and they need to make their their own lives, and uh, so I'm following that. Yeah, but what do we what do we need to do as an industry to attract young talent? It's an uh, it's a very good question. I think what will happen anyhow already, yeah, it is, I mean, we are in COVID and we see already the acceleration in a lot of topics. Uh, when, we, uh, when we look at the um, uh, digitalization that is happening, when we look at the way we communicate is changing completely with our clients, with our employees. So it requires also, let's say, some, some other talents, right? I would well, talents or at least and some, some, some other needs. If, if, if you look at the, at the industry, I think also what is changing is that before the banks and the financial companies, they were doing everything themselves. They, you know, they were a kind of autonomous in, and, and very isolated and didn't open themselves. So I think this 
this will, and this is a trend that I, I see as, as something that is, is happening and will, will only grow. So what we will, what, what is happening now is that we are having much more joint ventures. To give an example, very clear example. So we, we had our fund uh, dealing services. Mm-hmm. And so when there are clients who are, who are buying third party funds, we did it ourselves. So we are now, we have an, um, a joint venture with all funds bank. So we're kind of becoming a platform of, you know, of, of other connective platforms. And what does that mean is that, of course, there is an, an, more of an importancy around technology, but at the same time, it's also opening your, your culture mm-hmm. and opening your way of, and I think that is, the, that is what is attracting also the younger people. So that have that, let's say, that more of an openness and, and also makes, I think, your ecosystem more interesting. Absolutely. Which leads me nicely on to diversity and inclusion, which I know is really important to you, Robert. So what does it really mean for you? And how do you think diversity and inclusion affects the performance of of your organization? It is. And I think it also has to do with, you know, with probably because I'm, I'm, I'm so much kind of uh, focused on, on, on that because of my, my past, right? If I, if I go back to, uh, to my, uh, my childhood, uh, actually, and I'm talking here about the 70s. Uh, so so I'm, if there are younger people uh, listening, they say that's an old man. But uh, it's, it's you know, my mother, she, when she was raising, she was a mother of three children. I have two, two uh, sisters. She started her, her own shop. She was very entrepreneurial and in the 70s. And, you know, at a certain moment, she for her it was an, uh, it was very difficult a lot of pressure because it was not something common so she was also of course you know the wife of a pretty conservative uh, father and then that you know that entrepreneurial side where she need to run the the shop so she decided at a certain moment to uh, to to transfer that to sell that and uh, when we were a little bit older again she be, she started another company in in the Netherlands which 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 actually and I'm I'm very proud about that which is Although she passed away, it's still going on. My sister still runs that, that business and pretty successfully. And, and, and that's kind of already. So I've been brought up by pretty strong, you know, strong women. So it, for me, it was, you know, and now we have initiative here at BNP Paribas and, and Mix City, for example, where we're really trying to, to push, you know, the, uh, the position of the, uh, of the women in the company in, uh, at BNP Paribas. But but for me, it's a kind of you know a given. And I've, you know, I, it, when I looked and how I was raised. So when 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 we have initiatives like, for example, uh, we have an initiative just recently where the executive committee here in Luxembourg and also at uh, and at the bank level, they signed it off. It's called Chamez Ansel, mm-hmm. where we um, we when there is a panel with more than three persons, there is not a woman participating in the panel. We will not participate, and and. It's 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 okay. I mean, it's uh, you can say is that then that, that that important? It's much more of a signal. And we really what we are concretely doing now is we are giving uh, also women uh, trainings uh, that uh, to make sure that that thought leadership is not limited to a certain gender, but that we you know that we give the opportunities to everybody. And uh, so if I talk about and this is now. Uh, let's say a very concrete example of, of, of gender, but I'm a really strong also uh, kind of, uh, of, of, of believer in uh, diversification in the widest form. So also from, from an age perspective, from, you know, we need to have, I, I think in the end, you know, when you are uh, facing new stuff, new periods, you need to have a team with the right balance of talent, age, gender, and nation- nationality. And I think that is vital if you, uh, you want to run a, run a business. That's, that's how I also try to, to, to run it here in, uh, in Luxembourg. 
Fantastic. So I'm now going to give you the power to have a magic wand um, and you can be the fairy godmother of financial services. So if, if you could wave that wand, what would you, what would you change, Robert? Um, what could I do? Ah, that's, an, uh, that's another very good uh, question, Rachel. Um, so I think what, what, what I would uh, like to change is, um, is the, uh, the profit focus that, that should not be the sole leading factor in our, in our business. Um, and I, perhaps it's an open door as well, uh, but, but, but what I think, and, 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 and we have a responsibility uh, in, uh, I think also at this moment, when, um, when, when, when we are looking, uh, look for, and come back to COVID again, you know, there are a lot of uh, companies that are, that are suffering, uh, especially now when I'm, uh, as I'm living in, in, in Spain, I, uh, I see that, that, that there, there are a lot of companies currently where, where people in a temporary unemployment uh, and they are, have proper problems with funding. I think also there, uh, uh, financial institutions play a role there. So, so that, is, that is one. And then if you look at, you know, at, at the energy transition, if you look at uh, that, 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 that kind of, you know, we're trying to have a lo- low carbon economy. So this is important. It is now that we have to take the decision so last week, BNP Paribas joined the Net Zero Banking Alliance, and this is this this alliance mobilizes the financial sector for the climate ahead of COP26. Eh? This takes place in uh, in Glasgow, and and I think it's it's a little bit in line with uh, what Jean Laurent Bonnefay is our CEO is saying that it's a race against time, and I really think about that. So so the banking and the finance sector, we have to be at the forefront of uh, of the establishment of of let's say of this kind of uh, uh, funding that 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 transition uh, in that energy yeah that low carbon economy because if we don't do it now it's you know it our next generation will suffer and i think this is where our uh, our industry needs to i think needs to go faster than they're what they're doing now and also again perhaps we sometimes we need to be a little bit more bolder than uh, than 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 what we are at uh, sometimes at the uh, at this stage yeah, so bring a bit of Winston Churchill into the industry. That would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my final um, uh, set of questions, Robert. You know, you're 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 very busy. You're looking after three uh, countries. Um, you're you're flying back to Spain um, during COVID uh, time. You've got a family um, to to manage. What, do you have any free time? And, and if so, what do you do in that free time? Um, yeah, I think that's that. That's indeed, you know, my uh, my big challenge in in life. Uh, so how to to kind of keep the balance, uh, and 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 it's important because it's uh, you know it's it's stressful. Uh, it it has a price, you know. If you have these kind of you know you live these kind of lives where you are commuting a lot, uh, it and 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 obviously you know sometimes there are stress moments. But it's very important that you know that that at a certain moment you have these moments that you don't have at least that's how I think eh? that you don't have to think. Um, so I'm 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 trying to jog a couple of times uh, times a week to at least to keep myself fit uh, to keep the body fit. Uh, that is that is that is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, I'm, I'm I I if I have time, I'm spending. And I do very stupid things eh, in the garden, uh, but only to the fact, you know, to kind of not having to think and 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 also, you know, to well, to be in na- nature. That, that's, yeah. uh, I I love that. 
And then the, you know, the, when uh, my kids get to let me, because I'm pretty horrible with the guitar, I play, I try to play a little bit of music on the guitar and, uh, and that keeps me uh, kind of relaxing in, uh, in life. It, it, that is, that is important. Um, and, uh, and um, at, at, let's say at this stage, I'm uh, kind of uh, uh, keeping the balance, but I also have to admit that uh, I'm from a work life balance. I'm not a good example, um, and I definitely need not to recommend people to follow this this lifestyle. Um, but you know, it's for me, it's uh, it's the way I uh, I try to keep the balance. So I think, in summary, we need to bring more balance to the financial services industry. Robert yeah, Bankenkopf, thank you so much for joining us on Flex and Circuit. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, and hope to see you soon again. Thank you. <laughs> Just listen to Flex in the City. Catch us on our next episode.